0: Hello, hello, lovely friends. Welcome back to Get Unbothered. This week's episode, I am actually going to talk to you guys about social media and how and why I quit it. Um, (laughs) Also, this isn't me telling you, like, you must delete all of your social media accounts. And I apologize if it comes across that way. That's not at all what I'm trying to tell you. Um, I know social media has a lot of great uses. It keeps people connected. You can share information, raise money, um, look at things that just genuinely make you laugh and happy, like who doesn't love a good meme? Um, But social media has not been around for a very long time. I think Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, yeah, like, they're all relatively new, like, in the grand scheme of human history, and there could be some major negative effects related to people who grew up using social media that we have not, like, fully comprehended yet. Some studies Do indicate that social media can increase depression and anxiety among young people, and it can be addictive because as you scroll through these endless loops of satisfying information, you get hit with all of these like dopamine feedbacks from, you know, getting likes on Instagram or getting. Uh, a poke on Facebook. You know, there's, there's tons of ways that they kind of keep you like reeled in to their content. And that's because unfortunately companies are buying and selling our information. We're getting ads that are targeted to us so that, you know, based on our search history, based on previous purchases, we might see an ad for a product that an algorithm out there thinks that we're likely to spend money on. And I'm definitely guilty of purchasing a few products from those ads. And some of them have worked really well, and I'm happy that I bought them, but others just like freak me out because I'll be I'm sure this has happened to everyone. I'll be, like, discussing, say, a lawnmower with my dad because maybe he's thinking about getting a new lawnmower. And then all of a sudden, boom, there it is. Recommended for you. And it's some random lawnmower that I don't want for myself. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of pros. There's a lot of cons to social media. And I decided back in 2019... Um, in the late spring, early summer, that I just didn't want it anymore. Like, I didn't want to participate. I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to touch it. And that was very hard for me because I was definitely addicted to scrolling through Instagram. And then whenever, like, I had exhausted Instagram, I would check Facebook for a little bit. But I never, I never even made a TikTok account. I know TikTok is kind of, like, what's all the rage with people these days, and I understand how it works. I've seen TikToks, like, that have been re-uploaded to different platforms, but I never actually made an account myself, and I've seen a few, and they're really funny, and I've also seen others that seem very, very problematic, so I'm glad I never got on there because from what I understand, TikTok is literally designed to be one of the most addictive platforms there is. And yeah, my brain just does not need that. So anyways... I initially decided to do a social media detox, so I was going to just take like 30 days and delete the apps off of my phone. I did keep Messenger and I did keep Snapchat because that is a way that I communicate with some of my friends. I'm not like posting to stories or anything. I I literally just message in group chats with certain friends of mine that prefer to communicate that way. So I left those intact. I deleted off my phone, like, yeah, Facebook, Twitter, which I didn't really use much anyways, Instagram, Pinterest, uh, basically everything, but the ways I communicate, which are Snapchat and Facebook Messenger and Line. And then I also kept YouTube, and I downloaded Reddit because I wanted a way to access... Information and still be a part of, like, online communities, but just communities that are mostly text-based and that I will be less likely to get addicted to. Now, I will say that since deleting my main social media accounts, I did notice that I spent more time, like, checking my email, checking YouTube, checking Reddit, and I have actively had to, like, force myself to limit that usage as well. You can actually use your phone on most phones. I, I guess I can't speak for every phone. But on my iPhone, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a basic Apple person. But I can actually like set a time limit on my apps and I'll get an alert when I'm approaching the end of that limit. And if for some reason like I really need to keep doing what I'm doing, I can ignore it for the day or extend it for 15, 20 minutes. But I overall try to keep myself within the time frame that I set because it keeps me it keeps me from just spending way too much time doing essentially nothing. And this is the Get Unbothered podcast, so I'm essentially sharing with you the ways in which I'm leveling up my life and improving as a person by omitting unnecessary and or harmful things from my life. And I will say that social media was really negatively impacting me way more than I would have guessed. Like, I have noticed since quitting, I've had way less fear of missing out, or FOMO, as the, as the kids call it these days, because Yeah, when I was on Instagram during quarantine especially, um, I was trying very hard to take the pandemic seriously and and be safe, as safe as I possibly could be. I still, you know, went to the store and did a few things here and there, but, like, it was hard seeing friends in locations that were safer being able to, like, go out to restaurants, um, go to events, or just travel in general. And I'm happy that my friends and that these people are having a good time. Like, good for you. But it made me sad because, one, I didn't feel comfortable doing those things. Two, uh, my state didn't recommend doing those things. And three, I couldn't afford to do those things because, yeah, COVID. I lost my job. Woo. So social media just created this sense of FOMO where I was just in a constant state of almost jealousy. Yeah, I'll say jealousy, where I was like jealous of people who were able to go and do things that I couldn't do. And it just made me feel discontent with my situation. And considering that the past year and a half or so, I've actually honestly over a year and a half, like it's 2021 now, time and math, not my forte. But for a while, I've been working on building gratitude And so the constant, like, FOMO of seeing people doing things that I wanted to do, buying things that I wanted to have, going places I wanted to go, it made it very hard for me to stay in, like, a grateful mindset. So if you delete social media, you won't experience FOMO. And another thing I noticed is I stopped comparing myself to others, and this is huge because... It's not like I actively compared myself to anybody. It's not like I said literally, oh my gosh, why can't you look like so-and-so? But I would think to myself, oh wow, this person looks great. I kind of wish I looked that great. I do, but just in a different way. But still, it'd be great if I looked like this person. And it was like a really roundabout way that I essentially (laughs) tricked myself into putting myself down while lifting another person up. Like, I've worked really hard to minimize my critical self-talk, but social media and seeing certain images, it still kind of found a way to creep in and make me doubt my appearances, my abilities. Like, I would see people who got a really awesome promotion or landed a position that I wanted, and I would think, oh, like, Why? What's wrong with me? Why? Why can't I get that? Why can't I achieve that? What am I doing wrong? When really those thoughts don't do anything to to push you in the right direction. If anything, they hold you back and keep you from achieving your goals. So I will say that not having that like constant comparison to people in real life that I know and to people who I don't know, like influencers who can pay for you know trainers or personal chefs or maybe they've been able to afford some plastic surgery maybe they do a lot of like editing and retouching on their photos there there are standards out there on the internet that are just impossible for regular everyday people to achieve and quite frankly it's not healthy to want to achieve that because truly we're all beautiful and unique in our own special way And this isn't me telling you that you can't do things to improve your self-image or your confidence or your life in general. Like, if you think that getting a nose job will be great for you and you'll feel way better about yourself and you can afford that procedure, I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm not telling someone not to go to the gym and try to lose weight. Just do things for the right reason, don't do them because you're trying to emulate someone else or fit into what society says that you should mold yourself to be. Do things because you genuinely think that they will bring you joy, they will bring you health, and they will bring you what you need to feel like the best version of you possible. And check in with yourself, be mindful, like, Don't say, oh, I'm going to lose 10 pounds because I want to look like um, Kylie Jenner. Say, I want to lose 10 pounds because I will feel better and I will potentially be warding off weight-related health issues and I'll be able to fit into my pair of jeans from high school that I miss wearing. Like, there's a ton of ways to motivate yourself without having to look at. Inspiration on Instagram or TikTok or Pinterest, and if you do like to use social media for inspiration for your health or beauty, like if you're if you're like me and you enjoy seeing um, people working out to achieve their goals, or you enjoy watching a beauty YouTuber do an eye makeup tutorial, that's fine. You can still enjoy those things. Just be conscious, remember we talked about this a few episodes ago, just be conscious about the way you're speaking to yourself as you engage in these activities and if they start to drain you, if they start to make you feel uncomfortable, then maybe it's time to find a different channel or a different influencer to follow. Maybe it's time to take a break and just reset your brain and get back into that healthy, mindset. We don't want to be jealous and insecure and filled with negative emotions when we take a break and use our phone. That's not what our phone is for. The next benefit I noticed was saving money because, yeah, I wasn't being targeted by ads anymore, so I wasn't buying things anymore. Of course, like, the products that I still feel like I want and need that are necessary for me. I continue to buy, but I've really cut down, especially on my makeup and skincare. I don't think I've bought makeup in over a year. I actually just made my first makeup purchase in over a year today. I wanted to get myself an early Valentine's Day and birthday gift combo. Um, I was running out Of my makeup. Like, I think I literally only have a drop of BB cream left, and my concealer smells like it may have expired. So, I got a few new things, and I'm really excited about that. And since I don't mindlessly buy makeup all the time anymore, I've noticed I've saved money, and I can put that money towards products that are clean, have good ingredients that I trust, don't test on animals and don't have a whole bunch of like added fragrances and irritants that my skin is just not able to handle whereas you know before I used to just impulse buy stuff and try it and like I'd break out and then I'd only use it once or twice and it was just like 15 20 bucks down the drain so I've saved money and I don't feel like I have to have things um like, I don't feel the FOMO of not having certain products, like, now I feel like I just shop with so much more intention, and I'm still, I'm still working on this, I'm still trying to, um, curb some of my spending habits, because that is another one of my vices, and I actually was diagnosed this week with ADHD, like, yeah, I was just diagnosed, I'm gonna do a whole episode on that, but, one of the symptoms of ADHD is like impulsivity and in me that one of that like impulsive traits that I have is purchasing stuff like kind of on a whim. So I'm really like susceptible to advertisements and that is just something that I have to be conscientious of. So yeah, I'm excited to talk to you guys about ADHD and like how my diagnosis and my therapy and my medication are gonna, are gonna help me with that, but yeah, for now, we're still, still talking about the social media. Also, I've noticed, um, since I got off of social media, I have been sleeping better because I'm not, like, staring at the blue light on my phone until 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night, um, I'm actually like putting my phone down at a reasonable time. Some other hacks for this though, if you if you're not giving up social media or you need to be on your phone throughout the day, most phones now have a setting that you can you can turn off the blue light. And so it's less harsh to your brain and like the hormones and chemicals your brain naturally releases throughout the day as we go through the different cycles. Um, You can also buy glasses that have a blue light protector, which I highly recommend for work if you're in front of a computer all day. Um, My glasses that I always forget to wear have blue light protection and uh, UV-UVB protection, but I still noticed an improved sleeping pattern in myself when I got off social media but, you know, there's there's also a lot of things that have helped me with my sleep. I'm sure that having a puppy and like forcing myself to get up early and go to bed early every night over time has also really helped with that, but we'll we'll say social media helps with that too. The next thing I noticed is I had a lot more time to do things that were actually enriching to my life and were meaningful. And obviously there's there's only so much you can do with quarantine and stuff, but I did notice that I was spending more time like reaching out directly to friends and family, spending more time with my dog, spending time with my dad, my loved ones in a safe way, of course. Um, I had an increased desire to go hiking, and over the summertime and the early fall, I did a few hikes which were great and I really enjoyed taking pictures because one of my hobbies is photography um if you read my blog you can you can see a good bit of my photography there it's mapofmargaret.com um but i kind of got burned out by photography for a bit because i was putting so much pressure on myself to like edit my photos perfectly and tag them perfectly and post them at just the right time so that they would get the perfect reach to my audience and of course get the most likes. And I found that when I didn't achieve a certain number of likes, I did I felt almost as if like it wasn't good enough and even if I had like the best most amazing time out in nature taking pictures, It still stung when I didn't get as much of a response as I wanted to online from those photos. So now I've noticed that when I am hiking or enjoying life in general, I still take a few photos here and there because I really enjoy having memories to look back on and photography is just really fun for me. But it's great because I don't have that pressure of, oh, this has to get 100 likes or I'm a failure. And I do, I am interested in going into like social media marketing and copywriting as a career. And I have done some of that work before in the past. And with a business, you know, I can, I can play the system. I can play the game and like have fun with the algorithm and the SEO and engaging with people online, but it's not my personal life. It's, it's my job. So I, I feel like it kind of creates a disconnect, whereas in my personal life, I would feel sad if I didn't get as many likes as I had hoped for, especially when I put a lot of work into taking and editing my photos. But now I'm doing it for me, and when I share those photos with people, I usually send them in like a direct message, or I will upload them to my blog. And I find that that's just a much more meaningful way for me to share my content with people. So in addition to having more time to doing things like your hobbies and communicating more personally with your loved ones, you also won't worry as much about how you look in a photo. Like, Say you're at Christmas and it's time to take the annual Christmas family photo. I mean, yeah, like you'll still want to look nice and smile and say cheese, but you won't worry and obsess over your angles as much. Maybe you will. I I can only speak to my experience. But I've noticed that since I got off social media, when I take a photo, like, I'm just so much more carefree with it. I don't care as much about how I look or... Um, if my angles are right, because, okay, girls, we all know that, like, we, we stand in certain ways that are more flattering, or we, like, tilt our head a certain way, um, and it's good to know these tricks, because, like, taking a good photo is an important life skill, (laughs) at least in my opinion. Never stand straight on for a photo, like, that's just the biggest no, (laughs) um, but I've just found that, like, I can be silly and goofy and I've taken so many like silly selfies and um goofy photos where like I just made a dumb face or I was just genuinely laughing and when I look back at those photos it just makes me so happy because I'm not trying to be this perfect Instagram model girl. I'm I'm just being me. I'm just being myself and it's really freeing to have a memory that's just for myself or for the person I shared that experience with, and when I know that my family like we're taking a photo and they're gonna post it, like great, you know, post it. I'm I'm not there to see what people are liking or commenting on the photo. Like it doesn't affect me at all, um, because I know in the past a bad photo. If I got tagged in it, I would be like, oh, I hate myself. I look disgusting. Why can't I be prettier? Like why do I take such bad photos? And now I'm just like, whatever, I don't care. So that in and of itself has also caused my self-esteem to improve. And I think a lot of people, because I've, I've read several blog posts by people who have done the social media detox, and most everyone can agree that their self-esteem has improved because they're not looking at these perfect idealistic images of people in their real life and people out there just on the internet like celebrities and influencers and models athletes like when you don't have that constant comparison when you don't have that constant feedback loop of oh like I don't have this or I don't look like that or I'm not working this job or I'm I don't weigh this weight or I can't lift that weight you can be you can start to get really down on yourself so getting off social media i've just noticed a world of difference in how i feel about me as a person like i'm a lot happier with who i am and even though i'm nowhere near where i want to be like there's still plenty of things that do get me down on a regular basis but i have the tools to kind of dig myself out of those negative situations and I feel like I have more power and control over my thoughts than I've ever had in my entire life and of course this is also with the help of medication therapy reading self help books um even making this podcast has really helped me kind of put my thoughts together and when I have a problem it's really nifty because I can just like go back and listen to myself actually work through the problem So this isn't me telling you to start a podcast unless you want to, then yeah, go for it. And then let me know and I'll subscribe. But if you are a person who kind of has a hard time remembering the lessons you've learned in life and you feel like you're learning them over and over again and kind of kicking yourself in the butt because, ah, I already learned it. Why doesn't it stick? Then I highly recommend writing things down or talking them out. On like a voice recorder app so that you can easily label it and go back and listen to it and just hear some words of encouragement from yourself like if you have to on a day you feel good record yourself saying I'm awesome I'm beautiful I'm confident I'm strong and then when you hear yourself saying it you can you can repeat it back to yourself when you need it most and you can if you don't want to record it, you can write it down. you can put it on a sticky note, put it on the mirror. Um, I've heard a lot of people do that, and it helps them. But for some reason, I like a mix of both uh, the auditory and the um the written process they they both combine just really help me solidify in my brain what I need to be doing and they, they, it just keeps me on track. It just keeps me feeling good. And this doesn't mean I feel good all the time. I'm, I'm like anybody else. I have bad days. I have anxiety. I have depression. I apparently now also have ADHD. Um, and it's just, it's a lot more manageable to deal with stuff in life when you when you take away things that hurt you or affect you negatively. And again, you know, I'm not saying that social media is all negative. If you don't want to delete it or deactivate, just delete the app for a few days. Or, um, you can even just delete... Yeah, you can delete it for a few days, um, pretty easily. And then you can also set that timer I was telling you about on your phone that limits your app usage and you can set different limits for different apps. So if you need to use your email more in the day, then you can set your email to be active for say four or five hours a day. And then maybe you can cut YouTube and Instagram and TikTok down to one to two hours or even less if you need to. But start with something that's doable. Like if you are completely addicted to these platforms, Going cold turkey, it, it can be effective for some, but for others, like, it's not. And if you don't think you can handle cold turkey, then don't do cold turkey. Set a manageable goal. I'm going to limit my use from, okay, my phone tells me I'm using it eight hours a day. I'm going to cut down to six. Six. And then do a week of six hours and then cut down to five and then do a week of that and cut down to four until you get to a level that you think is good for you. And personally, like, I'm conflicted because if I want to grow my blog and if I want to grow my podcast, then I should probably use social media more than I do, which is like none. Currently I have the Facebook app. I just don't check it, but I use it to check birthdays because w- once I feel like I've gone through a year and I've inputted all the birthdays I want to keep up with into my calendar, then I won't need it at all anymore. But I do not want to forget someone's birthday. So I did redownload Facebook, but I literally never check it for anything else. Um, and I find that that works really well for me, but maybe for you, having Facebook even on your phone will be too tempting, so you might just have to go ahead and write down all your birthdays that you need to remember at the same time. Um, but yeah, uh, this is starting to get a little bit rambly, I guess, because I am, I it's like tw- 29 minutes now and I'm still talking and most of my podcasts do tend to be a bit longer so if you would like a shorter podcast I will I will try to have some shorter episodes mixed in to the bunch but I tend to talk for a bit if you can't tell so I'm good to listen to on a long commute but maybe not um maybe not when you're just like laying in bed and have 10 or 15 minutes to spare but we'll work on that we'll we'll get some short ones in here at some point but yeah if if I want to grow on these platforms that I probably do need to use social media and I'm currently trying to figure out a good way to incorporate social media back into my life for a business standpoint but I don't want it to be too businessy either because I'm not doing this podcast and I'm not writing my blog to make money um I know that eventually they could become somewhat lucrative but really, for me, it's just fun. It's a hobby. It's a way to engage with people authentically and discuss things that I think have value and that I hope you think have value. Um, if you don't think it has value, then I'm not, I won't be mad if you, if you unsubscribe or unfollow. Like, if this isn't your cup of tea, that's totally fine. We all have different preferences. But I just really enjoy it so much. And I would like to share my content with more people, but at the same time, I'm reluctant to get sucked back into the social media sphere because it is so addictive. Um, If you haven't, I highly recommend watching The Social Dilemma on Netflix. It explains um, the way that they kind of get you in and get you hooked. It explains it way better than I can. But I think I will go ahead and wrap things up. If you want to do something challenging this month, because we're coming up on February, then I challenge you to go without social media until March. But if you can't do that, I understand. Just be aware of the thought patterns you experience when you're on social media If you're feeling negative, it might be time to unfollow certain accounts and replace them with positive ones that really do make you feel good. Um, But yeah, thanks so much for listening, and I hope you have a great day or night. I'll see you next time. Bye!